0: To get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090
1: ESPN Radio. Hello and
2: welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sports Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet. In Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, ninety-five point one FM and AM seven hundred and sixteen Hawaii. I am joined by G. Wiley
1: and Brandon Deutsch. G. Hey, how are you doing, my friend? I mean, my bet looks better and better, so I'm doing great. What is your bet? Um, I bet a friend that uh, the Lakers will win in seven. So wow, this is looking better and now, better. Do so. they
2: have to win in seven? Because I think if it goes seven, they're in trouble. Uh, do if the Lakers win in six, are you okay?
1: Um, that is a good question. I'm not sure, <laughs> sure I'd have to ask her that, but, um... Because i got to be honest, when you're up 3-1 in a series... I am. And, and if I the mean, Warriors to, to push it to
2: 7 and that game's at, <laughs> in San Francisco, that's going to be a t- tough one.
1: It's going to be rough, but I, I, I... I'm under the assumption also that maybe we're just thinking, like, you know, F- W. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Raven, 3-1 1-1 away from the conference finals. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. By the way, that dog was wrong about the Memphis series. It had Memphis
3: winning the first two games. Oh, so I, okay. wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much faith into that. But the Warriors are are absolutely not finished. Um, you know, game five is going to be tough. But I think, you know, that's a game the Lakers can win. It really is because Poole hasn't been playing well. The the really the role players haven't been playing well at all. So that's when you really, you know, step on them and finish them. You can't let them get into a rhythm.
2: Yeah. I mean, game five again. So, uh, the Lakers have taken a three, one series lead. They defeat the golden state warriors in game four, one hundred four, one hundred one. The story of that game, Lonnie Walker, the fourth coming off the bench, having not attempted a single shot in the game, having not played a single second in game one, uh, really fell out of the rotation, comes in in the fourth quarter, scores 15 points in the fourth quarter alone off the bench. First Lakers player to score at least 15 off the bench in a playoff game since Kobe Bryant. Just an absolutely remarkable, unbelievable performance. Now the Lakers are up 3-1, going to San Francisco for game five, What a ridiculous comment. You know, listen, when when you are on these morning shows on um, ESPN, listen, I I get it when there's nothing to talk about. You have to make up something to talk about. But on uh, first take or get up, um, I forgot exactly the show. They said the Lakers have no chance to win game five. They should rest their players in a series where you're playing – Uh, one day off a day playing, you're playing every other day, put all the chips in the center of the table for Game 6, don't even try to win Game 5. I think that's obviously a ridiculous comment. I mean, when you have a team on the ropes like this, you have to go for the win. Um, The the Lakers really, in my view, have two chances to win this series. I think when you have a team down 3-1, and here's the unique thing about this. There's different... There's different 3-1 scenarios. This is actually, listen, they they are in a good position, obviously, but they are in a tough 3-1 position in this respect. The Warriors have two of the next three at home, and they have been a very good team at home. Not good on the road, very good at home. So... The Lakers really, if they wanna win this series, have to find a way to either win game five or win game six back here in Los Angeles. Because if it goes to game seven in San Francisco and they've come back from 3-1 and they've won two straight and they're in front of their home crowd on a Sunday afternoon, and that's just a tough spot for them to be in. Brandon, as you look at this series, yes, they're up 3-1. 95% of the time, the team obviously up 3-1 wins the series. But the ne- two of the next three, if this goes seven, will be in San Francisco. I really believe, not that I think that they're going to win it in five, it really comes down to game six. got to find a way to win it in either game five or game six, because if it goes to game seven, which is why I, I don't love G. Hayes' bet, I do think the Lakers can win, obviously. I think if it goes to seven, they're in a tough spot. Brandon, how do you see this all playing out?
3: Yeah, first off, I know the the whole segment, like should they rest their starters. I was more joking, I sent that in a text yesterday. I was more joking about it, you know, just because we know what the Warriors crowd's gonna be like, but the the counter argument, Arash, and I think we can all agree on this, is you have a team on the ropes, fool's not playing well. You know um clay has been playing well what happens you throw out the jv team and then pool gets hot clay gets hot divincenzo gets hot and all of a sudden those guys are hot entering game six right you kind of have to play lebron and davis as many minutes as they played last game um and i really want to see i mean they're playing with house money right now game six is the game that matters i don't think anybody expects the lakers to really knock this team out in five Um, I do think that game's going to be particularly close, though. I I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think they learned a lot from that Memphis Game 5 where they had a chance to win and put the series away and then they choked late in the game. I think it is going to be very close. But Arash, I I have the Lakers in six. I think the Lakers are going to come back. If they won last night... That was effectively the series being over. I know we could say what we want about the defending champs, and but they've looked discombobulated. I don't see a scenario where they can beat this Lakers defense three games in a row. Sure, it's possible because they are the defending champs and the series obviously isn't officially over, but the Lakers would be heading to Cancun if they lose game six at home and, of course, game five on the road. They're not winning the game seven in Golden State. They really have to get this done in game five or six.
1: Yeah, I it, love the yeah, realism yeah. for you guys. <laughs> like yeah. normally, because like, normally Laker fans aren't realistic and I love the realism for you guys. I still think that you should have faith in your team that you could possibly, and, and I get it. Gene, like, it's it's the, like, the faith is not like, I think we,
2: we all are on agreement that the Lakers are going to win. What we're saying is that if, if they lose game five, which I think we kind of all think that they probably will, I mean, it would be an amazing thing yeah. to go on the road and win game five. What we're saying is we are predicting the Lakers to win in six, maybe five, if 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 something. You are perhaps one of the only three, and I think most people would not agree with you that if the Warriors win Game Five and they come to Los Angeles in Game Six, win Game Six, and they have all the momentum, I don't know what the spread's going to be, but I'm not really feeling good about the Lakers. Going to San Francisco, having lost two straight to beat them in a game seven. Again, we we, we just saw last, uh, not last week, but in the previous series, what the Warriors are in a game seven. I mean, what Steph Curry is, what Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, four-time champions, defending champions. So we're saying we're feeling good about the Lakers. Maybe they can pull the upset and win it in five. They will certainly be favored in six. If this goes to a game seven, I think you're in the minority in believing that the Lakers would win that game.
1: I no, I I get that, and I I just want I just wanted to say like I just think that it's. I, I I just basically wanted to say that like when you know when Laker fans are always like this is this is the. You know, this is our year. We're gonna win it. It's kind of like New York Yankee fans, like the, every year is their year to win a World Series kind of mentality. Um, that that was just the point. I was the joke I was trying to make. Oh no, uh, yeah, yeah. No. Um, but but yeah, no. I mean, I still think that that at the end of the day, Game Six is definitely more of the probable um, scenario. I think for the Lakers, right, um, game five is going to be rough for you guys, I think, um, tomorrow. But then um, game six, winning at home is just so much easier. Yeah. Uh, and, and GK, they've, they've been so good at home.
2: And yeah. I, I think that, that you know, we, we, we talk a lot about how they've gelled together defensively, how they've been so good. What's really not been touched on, and I guess it's now being touched on during the, this postseason run, They have not lost at home since March 26th. And a lot of these games, they've found a way to either come back and win. They've either won with a blowout, again, beating the Warriors in game three by 30 points, closing out the Grizzlies by 40 points in game six. So you would have to say with this new, when I say new, I mean, they haven't had a home court advantage like this in quite some time. They're a tough team to beat at at home. And it's not just if they blow a team out. Their ability to come back, again, generally speaking, when the Warriors have a lead late in the game, they're going to find a way to win. And they've done it time and time again. And so this team's ability to withstand those punches, withstand those runs, fall behind by 10 points and come back and win is impressive. Brandon, when you look at this team offensively, defensively, but the home court advantage that they've had and have been really fortunate now to be at all these games in the postseason, this is what it used to be. You know, when it was Kobe, Shaq, when they went on. Uh, you know, when when Kobe and Powell won. I mean, the 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 life that that crowd gives the team is, is incredible.
3: Yeah, and by the way, to G.A.'s point about the Yankees, uh, you know, the Lakers being like the Yankees, the Lakers have actually won a title and. In the 2020s, you know, or the 2010s, you know, the, the Yankees are not winning any titles anytime soon. They have a, they have a, uh, just a, uh, they just live in a fantasy. They don't have enough it's, pitching, but that's a whole different story. I mean, they're just not going to win. I don't I'll, see them winning in the next five years.
1: I totally agree with you, Brandon. I'm just saying that, like, every single Laker fan, every single Yankee fan are, like, very similar in their mentality of, we're going to win it every year. Well, we expect that's to win it. every year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Of exactly. course. Of course. There's high expectations
3: exactly. because they're the two, you know, two of the greatest uh, or- organization franchises in history. What I will say, Rosh, is this uh, game five is fans. going to be this game five. I mean, the Lakers run the NBA. It's true. Even when they're losing, oh, like, people man. are talking about them. It's just a fact. It's a fact. They're the most popular not basketball a fact, but okay. team. They're the okay. most popular basketball team by a thousand percent in the world. It's not even close. It's not particularly close. And it's fine. It's okay. But that's beside the point. Uh, what I'm trying to say is in game five, Raj, I'm really looking forward to how bad do the Lakers want those extra days of rest? Do they come out and play lackadaisical or do they play assertive and try and actually win, right? Because this this Denver-Phoenix series is likely going seven yeah right arash so how many i mean what are they gonna have four or five days off if they win game five versus two or three if they win game six
2: i think that's the motivation but i mean listen not that they need any motivation whatsoever you want to find a way to win two things the rest that they would have because this is taking its toll i mean when i looked at lebron yesterday he was tired he was absolutely spent. He was absolutely tired. Again, didn't get to rest at all. Really, in that game. So I think the motivation for them is a. You don't need any more motivation than this. We got to dethrone the, the the defending champions, the four-time champions, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. We have them on the ropes. You got to go for the knockout punch. The other thing is, I think you're right. I think this Denver Phoenix series will go seven. So that gives them some time off, some time to recoup, because they're going to need that. The other big thing is the way that they played in game five against the Grizzlies. And again, the Grizzlies are not the warriors. The warriors are the champions. I mean, the Kings saw firsthand how hard it is to defeat them. When you have them on the ropes, the way that the Lakers played in that game five in Memphis, maybe they kind of waltzed in there. Maybe they thought the Grizzlies would quit. I don't know what this team is going for the win. And it's crazy to like even have that conversation. But when you, you turn on the TV and by the way, it's different when Brandon texts our group chain, hey, like, they should take Game 5 off as, like, a joke. Like, Mike Greenberg, our colleague here, I love Mike, but, like, what like, what are you talking about? LeBron James is not taking a day off. Anthony Davis is not taking a day off. The Lakers are not taking a day off. They're going for the win because, again, in in my view, they have two chances to win. Not that there's a 0% chance that they win Game, game 7, but I, I don't like their chances if they lose game five, and also game six. Um, But GA, I mean, this team has kind of turned a corner. When you have a guy like Lonnie Walker, the fourth, and we'll talk about him some more in segment two, it is an inspirational story, and you played, that a guy who's like out of the rotation, you know, all these great trades that they make, One of the players that was affected by it was Lonnie Walker. Didn't get to play. Was a DNP in game one of this series. Not a week ago, not this series. And for him to come off the bench and play the way he did was incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, that just shows you the culture of this Lakers squad, right? Next man up, do your job. You know, kind of mentality. Um, so, I mean, good on good on Lonnie Walker, and what a and what a great story too, right? Um, with with Lonnie. So, um, let's let's hope that this isn't a fluke, though, Arash. I mean, for him well, to listen, be able to come, Well, listen,
2: I don't expect him to do this on the regular. I mean, I do expect this to be one of the, uh, you know, and again, we'll we'll see how he progresses. He's 24 years old, but I have no delusions of grandeur that what he did. In uh, Game Four, will continue throughout this postseason run. That being said, Brandon, the depth that this team has, and you've touched on this b- b- before. In this postseason, we had the Austin Reeves game, we had the Rui Hachimura game, we've had the Lonnie Walker game, we've had the D'Lo game. The joke and our money buckets. I love you so much. I know you're tuning in. You can't join us today. His favorite line is, "Who's the third best player?" on this team. Who's the third best player? And that was usually the cue for him to say how bad this team was. Obviously, the team that they have now is not the team that they had at the beginning of the season. But the third best player on this team not only changes night to night, the highest scoring player on this team changes from night to night. So the depth of this team, Brandon, is incredible.
3: Oh, absolutely. And I think more people would be talking about it if it wasn't the Lakers, right? The Lakers have a lot of haters. Um, If this was like, I don't know, let's say the Oklahoma City Thunder and a different guy was scoring 20 points every night. People would say, this is the most popular team. I love this team. I hope they win a championship, right? But it's the Lakers. So, but still, still, Ross, you know, we've been talking about this. I was very, very happy about the Lonnie Washer mid-level exception signing last summer. I thought that was a great move by Rob Polenka. I wrote that in an article last summer. And finally, he gets to play. We've been adamant about him getting some time over Troy Brown Jr., uh, Malik Beasley, uh, who I think, by the way, I think Malik Beasley might get his opportunity soon. And I think he has to be ready, too. I think Lonnie's burst is a testament to staying ready, but Lonnie's always been good. I mean, He's scored 20 to 25 points every other night, When you know, before the trade deadline, before he got hurt. Uh, he was amazing in that Milwaukee game they won early on in the season that really tested the adversity and the tenacity of this team. Um, and I think Austin Reeves' impact last night, the bounce-back game, I know he looked bad in the first half. I think it's really going unnoticed and it shouldn't be because I think when he plays well, and I know, look, they find, found a way to win. They, this team finds a way to win basketball games. They found a way to win when D'Angelo Russell was abysmal. He was terrible. Two points. No. Right. They needed him to win the game before he was terrible. Right. Reeves finally stepped up 21 plus points. I think Reeves is their third best player, uh, even though he's been playing really, you know, not the greatest recently. I think that's important. Reeves needs to stay more consistent. And the, the tenacity of this team to have guys step up when D'Angelo isn't playing well, when LeBron can't hit the broadside of a barn from three. Right. Like they still find ways to win. We haven't seen that from a Laker team at least since 2020,
2: Arash. Yeah, no doubt about it. And G.A. brought up a a great point. And I believe that what the Lakers went through last season and what they went through through three quarters of the way this season really makes me and Brandon, I don't know if you agree, but uh, makes us appreciate this run. Because again, they win the championship in 2020 in the bubble, no fans, no parade, no rally. It's kind of like Yes, they won, but it just didn't feel right. 2021, they they come back quick offseason, get bounced in the first round. They panicked. They go for that crazy trade, trading Kyle Kuzma, uh, KCP, Montres Harrell for Russell Westbrook. Terrible move. It didn't work. Uh, and then at that point, you're just really so many times on this show, we kind of said, do you hit the reset button, right? Do you? Do you trade Anthony Davis? Do you tell LeBron like if you want to go somewhere else, we'll we'll help you. Like, and, and for them to over the last twenty three games of this season, following the trade deadline, be in this position, yes. Generally speaking, it's championship or bust. Well, I, I the the bet I made with Armadi Buck is, was about the playing tournament. For goodness sakes, yeah, you, know, you know, so. um this run makes me sort of, like, appreciate that, wow, like, the fact that they're in this position, the fact that they're one game away from the conference finals, I'm enjoying this, right? Generally speaking, back in the Kobe Power days, Kobe, Kobe Shaq days, it was championship for bust. I found myself, Brandon, and I don't know how you view it. I'm just appreciating the run. Like, even if it comes to an end in game seven of the series, this has been a blast to watch.
3: Yeah, absolutely. One of the greatest turnarounds in team sport history, especially if they win the championship. And by the way, Raj, this is going to be—I know you have a, had a lot of great Laker teams you like. This is going to be your favorite one of your lifetime if they win it all. I really well, believe. Well, you
2: that. know what? It's a great point, and I never would have thought that. And but I, I think the. The way this team came together late again, generally speaking, all the teams that I've loved back in the day—Showtime, Lakers, Kobe, Kobe Shaq, Kobe, Powell—they've been good that entire year. The closest comparison that I can make before we go to break is two thousand and eight, when the Lakers made the trade for Powell. The difference was that team would have made the playoffs. I didn't. That that team wasn't going to go to the finals. Uh, But that was a playoff team. This wasn't even a playoff team. This was a below 500 team that was not even one of the top 10 teams in the West. They were not even in the playing tournament. So for them to be in the position they are in right now, truly remarkable. But the the truly remarkable player that we're going to talk about when we come back after the break, Lonnie Walker the Fourth, And we're going to play for you the press conference he had. We normally don't do this. But his post-game press conference was so inspirational. You guys have to tune in to hear exactly what he says because if you're going through a tough time, you got to hear what he says. But We'll talk about that when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 from the California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
2: Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 DevFatman, AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. So, we would normally go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline, and we still will. But today's Circus Sports uh, guest hotline is a recording of yesterday's press conference that I was at. Lonnie Walker Fourth, after his amazing performance, 15 points off the bench in the fourth quarter, uh, it was such a... Uh, a moving conversation i mean he was so calm it was it it was amazing when the game was over lebron went and hugged him and anthony davis went and hugged him and in the post-game locker room all of his teammates hugged him i mean it was uh when you have a player like that who fell uh, by the way no fault of his own all the trades that they made fell out of the rotation wasn't playing got a dmp in game one could have like so, so many players do sulked and said, "I'm not wanted," and and kind of quit on himself. He refused to quit on himself, and so I, I wanted to play for you guys uh, this amazing post game press conference he had. We'll come back and talk about it, talk about this series. But really, if 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 you're going through something in life, you felt that you didn't get the like, opportunity or, or the chances, or you did and someone took it away from you. Listen to what Lonnie Walker says. And by the way, it's amazing. He's 24 years old, the perspective that he ha- has. So with that said, let's now listen to Lonnie Walker, the fourth.
0: Hey, Lonnie, you hadn't taken a shot prior to that three that started the fourth quarter, Go on to score 15 points. Can you just take us through how you kept yourself uh, kind of emotionally steady there, uh, what you were thinking and, and how that built to the point where you were kind of carrying that offensive load throughout the
4: period? Um, I mean, truthfully speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm a score mentality first, you know, so um, first shot in the four, first shot in the first, I mean, it don't really mean any difference to me honestly, you know, I've been shooting a lot of shots my entire life, so um, you know, I got a lot of confidence in myself, I know my value, you know, I know what I'm capable of doing and, you know, by the grace of God and a lot of hard work and sacrifices and time you know in the gym uh the fruition kind of came today
3: <laughs>
4: bonnie what
3: what does it feel like to have a moment like this after obviously not being in the rotation the last couple months um and then to come in the way you did game three impact the game on both ends then ha- have a moment like this where kind of take over in the fourth
4: um the greatest feeling you can ever ever imagine um you know as a kid, this is something I've been dreaming of doing, not just being a part of the playoffs, but impacting it, yet alone and winning the playoffs. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm truly proud of, of myself. You know, it really shows my, my capabilities and just my mental fortitude. Um, I think the hardest thing of, you know, being being able to play a lot and then not playing at all is sticking with it. You know, there's a lot of uncontrollable things that you can't control. And um, you just gotta take it day to day. Stack the days, and every single day you're trying to be better than who you were yesterday. So um, that's what I'm always trying to accomplish: is just reach my best self.
3: Dave.
4: Uh,
5: Lonnie, I'm trying to find the exact timing on it, but the the pull-up you made to put you guys um, ahead—I think Steph might have been on you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just can you talk us through your mentality and, and the difficulty of that shot, and whether the rhythm you were in at that point of the fourth quarter? You know, can give you some gusto in attempting that shot.
4: Um, it just comes with a lot of confidence. You know, I made a, a couple other shots prior to that, and um, I think my confidence was for sure at an all-time high. You know, when you have your coaches instilling you to get, give him the ball, and LeBron being able to give me the ball, and multiple people, you know, allowing me to just play my game, has given me the utmost confidence to just do what I have to do. So um, it's probably a difficult shot for others, but it really isn't a difficult shot for me.
5: Taylor, I'm sorry, Bill.
4: Yeah. After the game, uh, LeBron and AD met you at midcourt and said something to you. Can you talk about what you all talked about? Um, just being a true pro. Um, you know, weathering the storm, learning how to dance in the storm, and um, just how happy they are for me. You know, there's. Like I said, there's things that are uncontrollables. You know, I got injured, um, fell out of the lineup, fell out of playing, um, but I, I stuck with it. I stayed in the gym, still being a great teammate um, and just being a professional. So I think most importantly, it was just to, to you know, give me gratitude on how hard it is to, to do what I done did. But, um, you know, just being proud of, of, of what I did today too. Taylor. Hey, Lonnie. Over you? We uh, saw all your teammates up around you after the game. What did that moment mean to you? And, uh, you know, they've had confidence in you all season. What does that mean? Um, It means a lot. Um, You know, I really can't put it into words, you know, just truly ecstatic to be in this situation alone. Um, But to have my teammates be there with me through thick and thin, understanding, you know, what it is, and it's a great feeling, honestly. I'm really going to cherish this day and, um, and soak it all in.
0: Malika, Lonnie, the the feelings that you're talking about, the stage that you're playing on, oftentimes guys say that the hardest games to win are the closeout games. So this game as a building block from the last game, what did you learn that you're trying to take into this
4: situation up in Golden State? Um, Just, you know, understanding why I'm on the floor and understanding my role. Um, You know, playing against Steph and Clay and Poole, you got to really be disciplined defensively. Um, and I think I was doing a really good job guarding clay, a really good job guarding pool. Um, and that kind of transfers over to my offensive flow. So um, the harder and harder, and just a lot of effort on the defensive end, um, I just stuck with it. You know, I'm a role player at the end of the day, and I got to do what I got to do for my team to win. All the little things, playing great defense, rebounding, s- taking charges, whatever it may be. So um, understanding my role most importantly, but, um, you know, understanding my value and who I am right now and what I'm yet to become. Nikki?
2: Lonnie, the dancing through the storm, the stick with it mentality you've been talking about. At what point in your career as a professional did you learn that that was who you were?
4: All my life, Um, growing up wasn't hard. Um, Always adversities, Um, and in every single level that I've encountered with has always had a lot of adversities, if not a lesson that God was trying to teach me. Um, And I think that's the most important thing is. Trying to better yourself every day, you know it's not going to be all flowers and lollipops and good and stuff. Um, there's going to be hard times, and that's just God's ultimate test to make you learn something in order to reach to your, in order to get to your goals. So, um, you know this is nothing new. You know I understand that this is just building blocks. That I got continue to go. Um, you know I'm gonna embrace it today, but tomorrow is a new day, and we got to worry about the next game ahead. Dan, Monty, um, <clears throat> what does it say to you that this postseason? I mean, you guys have superstar leaders in, in AD and LeBron, but you, you've got Austin in game one in Memphis, yourself tonight, Rui at times, that, that it's been spread like that. What does that say about the DLO? Um, what does it say about this group and, and the way that you guys play? We are deep, to say the least. We have a lot of firepower offensively, and we have some great defenders on the, on the def- defensive side, and Vando. Um, In AD and stuff. Um, So I think we have all the great pieces to be great. You know, we just got to take it day-to-day, you know, continue to watch film and, you know, continue to grow. Yet again, this is a whole new team compared to how we started in the beginning of the season. Um, Trades happen, and uh, the fact that we meshed and have chemistry this quick and, you know, we're doing so well in the playoffs really speaks for itself. So, um, you know, we got a lot of players that can put the ball in the hoop and play the right way, so we're just going to keep on doing what we're doing. Last two. Melissa, and then we'll end with Mark. Hey, Lonnie. Uh, when you fell out of the rotation, Darvin talked about just what a great attitude you had. And you'd always show up to work
3: every day and, you know, three-on-three, five-on-five at the facility, work as hard as you could. Mm. What was going through your mind during that time? How did you maintain such a positive attitude?
4: Um, you know, this is, I'm only 24. Um, this journey, that this chapter in my life um, is only one chapter of many. And um, understanding that I'm trying to reach my best self most most importantly. When I was a kid, I always wondered how I would be in an, when I'm 24, um, you know, and I wonder what I'm gonna be when I'm 30 or 45. And that all comes with stacking the days day by day and reaching my best self first, you know, first and foremost. You know, if I'm not giving it 100%, then that's selfish on my side because I'm giving everyone else 60, 70, 80%. So um, truth be told, you know. Um, it might sound narcissistic or not, but I'm I'm in love with myself, and I want to be my best self. So, um, you know, and that's I think that's the greatest prize of it all is that you know I'm ambitious and I'm eager to to be where LeBron and AD and you know become a star. Elami, um how did you see AD uh, take on the approach with the challenge of doing what he normally does, but against a smaller lineup that the Warriors on doing? Uh, he does a terrific job day in and day out. Um, his presence offensively and defensively is, it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, when people talk about the greatness of AD, I've always said that he was great, but being able to watch it one-on-one, night in and night out, game game by game, um, it's mesmerizing. I mean, that guy's a living unicorn, so um, I'm truly grateful to have him on my side, most importantly, and um, I know he's going to continue to rise to the occasion. All right, that was Lonnie Walker the 4th post-game press conference. Podium game as my uh, good friend J.A.
2: Adande would say. Podium game for Lonnie Walker the 4th again when he had 15 points off the bench leading the Lakers to the win the way that they they uh that that he did. You knew it would be a podium game for him generally speaking during the press uh, during the uh, playoffs. It's been Darvin Ham, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, any third player. The amazing thing is during this uh, postseason, the the third player has changed. Sometimes it's Austin Reeves, sometimes it's Rui Hachimura, sometimes it's it's D'Angelo uh, Russell. Uh, we are joined now by Grant Molina. Uh, Grant, I mean, this this run that this Lakers team has had has been incredible on so many fronts. But one of the more surprising things, and one of the like aspects that has really endeared this team to so many people is the third player. Who is that player? And a lot of times that, that, that third player is the leading scorer. So whether it is D'Angelo or Rui or Austin Reeves or Mahoney Walker, amazingly, uh, tell me about this team's depth. I mean, again, we, we knew the talent that they have, but the way that they're blending together, gelling together, it's incredible to watch.
5: Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's indicative of, you know, the chemistry that they have, right? I mean, you put together a team midway through the year, you don't really expect them to gel this quickly and this well, but they have. And I think that's a bigger part of it as well, is that everyone kind of knows their roles at this point. You know, before the trade deadline, nobody really knew what their role was. Russell Westbrook didn't know what his role was. Um, it was kind of scattered. Now it's it's uniform. It's everyone knows what their job is. Vanderbilt's in there for defense. Reeves is in there to run pick and rolls and and do the dirty work. D'Angelo Russell's in there to score. Like Anthony Davis is in there in there to play amazing defense and and dominate down low. Like LeBron is just the floor general. Like we have set roles now for every one of these players, and they're clicking at the right time. Yeah, we knew what kind of talent they had, but the depth that they had was kind of underrated, especially by me. I did not think that they would gel this quick. I was wrong about this team. I got to give a lot of credit not only to you, Arash, but to you, Brandon, <laughs> every one of the Laker fans that were out there. We, we've been talking about this team since they were two and ten, since they were zero and five, and you guys, you guys kept on saying, "Just wait, just give it time, give it time." <laughs> especially at the trade deadline, you guys are like, "Look, it's going to happen. It just needed some time." I was wrong about it. The, the, the Lakers have gelled in a way. This is one of the most extraordinary turnarounds that I've seen. I've been watching basketball for a while now, and I've watched every game almost this year. I've watched a lot of games this year. This is an incredible turnaround for a season that looked like it was just in in the depths. We've said this multiple times on the radio. Now they're one win away from beating the defending champions. Arash, you tweeted this out this morning. Imagine saying that three months ago. No. Imagine three yeah. months ago saying that. Well, I mean,
2: you know, the amazing thing is, three months ago, they're not even in the top 10 in the West, so they're not even in the play-in tournament. They're below 500. The, at the trade deadline, every move that they made works. Uh, worked. And so, by the way... Grant, you weren't wrong. The, the, the team that began this season, that the team that was zero and five, the team that was two and 10, that's not this team. And so with the amazing thing that happened, I think Brandon was confident and I was hopeful that they would make some moves. Uh, what those moves would be, who knew? My biggest worry was 23 games left in the season, you know, would that be enough time? Would that be enough time for these guys to uh, gel and play together the way that they did I didn't think it would be. I Again, the reason this run's been really fun for me to watch is I have just been really enjoying it because I didn't think that they would even be here. I was happy they got into the play tournament. I was happy they got into the first round. I was happy that they won a series. And now I'm happy that they're one win away from the conference finals. And listen, I would be very disappointed, obviously, if this comes to an end in Game 7 in San Francisco, but... This runs come from nowhere, Grant. You're one hundred percent right. You and Brandon uh, have said this that this is, this would be one of the, if not the most incredible turnarounds in not only the NBA history, but I mean, you really got to look around team sports. Um, I, I can't imagine that many professional sports leagues where a team is zero and five or two and ten and come back to come back to win the entire championship.
5: You know? Yeah, you hit it right on the head, and, and and look for me, it it's it's just a testament to what happens when you get healthy at the right time. You know, there's been there was a lot of talk the whole year. I hate to bring up the Clippers, but I follow them so closely. Is that when you get healthy, you have a chance. When you get everything together at the right time, you have a chance. The Clippers did not. The Lakers did, and this is what happens when when you get healthy at the right time. When everything just comes together, um, look. And this is this is something that, that people don't really, you know, understand is that the Lakers have a chance now to win the title. Like yeah. sure you get to the playoffs, sure you get to the second round. Now you're you're playing with house. Now you're getting greedy. Like you should go out and get greedy and try to win the whole thing. Cause now, you know, you have the Nuggets or the Suns in the way, sure. But with, with the way that this Lakers team is playing, great defense, you know, timely shots. Lonnie Walker stepped up, Austin Reeves had a great second half. They have a chance to win it all. That's something that we could not have said even two weeks ago, maybe even a month ago. So, um, like I said, i got to give the Lakers all the flowers in the world. I mean, as a Clipper fan, it it hurts still a little bit because it should be the Clippers, but I have to give flowers to the Lakers. A remarkable job so far.
2: Uh, Brandon, I'll start with you, and I'll go around the room because, again, I think we can kind of cautiously look at this now. The Nuggets and the Suns, they are tied to, to that series of... Perhaps likely we'll see go seven. If the Lakers are to advance, which is the better matchup for the Lakers? Brandon, I'll start with you.
3: Yeah, for a long time, I would have said the stuns because of the lack of depth. But with the way Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are playing, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Okay. It's much harder to match up with them because we only have one perimeter defender pretty much in Vanderbilt. Right. You would need two perimeter guys for Kevin Durant and Booker. Denver's a better matchup, as good as they're playing. And I do think Denver still wins the series in seven. I think they win tonight. They win, uh, they lose in Phoenix and they win game seven. I do think that's what's going to happen. Um, and look, Jokic, you can throw, Grant mentioned this in a text chain last night. You could throw TT at him. You could throw and You could throw. Because Jokic is going to get his, or you could put AD on him. But AD might be at the four in that series. You might have to go big like we did, did in 2020. But Vanderbilt can be on Jamal Murray. LeBron can be on Michael Porter Jr. And then Reeves and Ruffell can handle Brown. Um, you know, KCP, I guess. I mean, I still wish we had KCP. I love that man.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, that's a Lakers legend right there. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I think Denver, as good as they are, is the better. The, the Lakers are the kryptonite to the Denver Nuggets. They've always been over the past couple of years.
2: Uh G. Hey, uh, you let's 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 see. let, let they, you got Jokic. They by the way that would be a rematch. A lot of talk about the b- bubble. I mean, we may get a conference finals rematch, not just the NBA finals rematch. If it's the Heat and the Celtics in the East and the Nuggets and the Lakers in the West. G. Hey, what's the better matchup for the
1: Lakers? For the West, I mean <sighs> Obviously, you. I think that. I think because of the lack of bench for the Phoenix Suns, uh, I think it would be you know it would behoove their situation to be able to be to play them because, yeah. I'm just gonna say it, dude. Joker's just playing out of his mind. He's just unstoppable. I uh, bench bench be damned, so to speak. But like, I just think that like obviously Phoenix, I think would be a better. Matchup um, as far as the West is concerned. As far as the NBA Finals, I know we're putting the cart before the horse, but man, I'd love to see them play the Heat again. Yeah, I would love to see them play I'd, the Heat again. I'd love that. I don't want to play the Celtics. No, <laughs> just-
2: hey, I- hey, <laughs> hey, hey,
3: hey! Give us the Celtics. <laughs> oh, we want that. Yeah. <laughs> all the all the stakes, all the to stakes be- for Championship 18.
1: Yeah, I will yeah. see this too. the The Celtics, as much as I love my Dukies. Man, Tatum chokes in, in, in <laughs> the end. He always chokes, and it's just so disappointing. It's so sad. So I mean, at the end of the day, you might want the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, at the uh, end d- of the day, that's true. Future Grant, Laker, yeah.
3: Jason
2: Tatum. Wow, yeah, he
1: loves Kobe. Grant, <laughs> Grant, <laughs> Grant
2: real quick on that. Real quick, uh, the better matchup for the Lakers.
5: Uh the better matchup is the Heat. I don't think you want to well, go up against yeah. a Celtics team. Let's, let's
2: um, focus on the conference finals for now. <laughs> um, but
5: if we're going conference finals, I want to say the Nuggets. Brandon was right; they match up very well with their length, their depth. I think the Suns are very thin, like G.A. said. So for me, it's definitely the Nuggets. They, I think they would have matched up well in the uh, if it was the eight one too. If the yeah. Lakers got the eight seed, so Nuggets for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, just absolutely amazing. We're in this position. I'll, I'm, I'm really. Uh thankful. Listen, guys, one win away from the Western Conference Finals. I'm not going to celebrate yet, but, man, by the way, Karate Buckets, if you're listening, you owe me another bottle of wine if that happens. All right. That's all the time we have for today. (laughs) Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Rosh Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy
0: this is the araash markazi show on the mightier 1090 ESPN radio for the cat so it's hard to knock it everybody got their own thing currency see chasing worldwide through the hard times worrying faces shed hands as we rub brothers close to heart what was a friend now a ghost in the dark hard part about it buffer got more